With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the all troubles. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Got a jam-packed show for you today, just going over all the topics here with... Uh, my, my host on the other line. Let me bring them in now. Uh, as always, we got John Stefanczyk in the house. I think sitting in with him, we got Table. What's up, guys? We were five days from the season opener. Doesn't feel like it, does it? Doesn't feel like it at all. It, you know, I was looking back actually today. Sorry, John, I'll let, you, I'll let you finish your thought. But I was looking at our website, and I scrolled down through episodes and because uh, uh, I'm learning some web development stuff. So I was, I was looking at it from a technical standpoint, but I ended up reading some of our episode descriptions. We were literally... Like, one of the descriptions from last summer was, like, the season opener against FSU was 22 days away. Like, that's how granular it was getting with the – and now it's just, like, I I could not care less. Like, just please release me from this hell I've created by being an old Miss fan. Like, I don't – the actual football is, like, the last thought in my mind now in this uh, this apocalyptic hellscape that is the uh, the late-stage NCAA investigations. Finish your thought, John. I just look at Vitter – in Bjork and Freeze and the Matt Luke era. And, you know, obviously my give a shit's gone down a lot. So I feel like everybody does. I just look at and say, look what you made me do. You oh, know, the topical. Topical. Yeah, I think we're going to have to get to it. There's a lot of important topics, but this is the most important one. Let's get to it. Is I think Taylor Swift is making a run at being Ole Miss's like celebrity. I mean, Katy Perry clearly mm. had the title. Mm-hmm. But Ole Miss is a train wreck. Actually, I do Taylor, like this. I, I like this because Taylor Swift has a victim complex, much like the Ole Miss fan base. Yeah, yeah, but Ole Miss fan base is like kind of like old school racism, whereas Auburn is like the new trendy, like alt right. Okay, okay, but here's okay. Here's what here's what I'm thinking, right? And you have to forgive me because I'm much more familiar with Ole Miss's scandals. Auburn's the alt right. No, I like that. Yeah. I, I know some. I know some Auburn people, and uh, I hope they're not listening. But that would be a good. That's a good descriptor for them. Did, didn't you see that BC kid transferring to Auburn? Because yeah, I did see that. Yeah, because he was getting. He's like, I want to be among like-minded people who don't care that I was. How is that? How is that kid in college? He has like liver spots on his face. Like, how is every every young conservative <laughs> looks like they're sixty? Like, how is that? How does that work? I don't know. My point is. You'll have to forgive me for not knowing the details of the Taylor Swift thing exactly. But if I remember correctly, a big part of it was that video that Kim posted or Kanye posted. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a recording of Taylor yeah. on a speakerphone or something. It just reminds me a lot of the old Miss fans who know that this text message from Booster 14 to Barney exists. You know, they've been caught. There's There's a recording of them, uh, you know, acting in a whatever a way that they don't claim to act, uh, and their defense is like, well, you know, like that's not we can't base it off of that. Like th- this is a witch hunt. They don't like me for like stupid reasons. That's nothing to do with the evidence. I like the parallel. Like I can totally see that. Also, like you said, table Taylor Swift is racist. Probably it's a good parallel with the fan base there. I'm um, not saying she's necessarily racist. I said that she's become kind of like an internet. 
Like, but people people portray her as like a hapless, accidental racist type, well, like uh, not well, caring enough to know better. I think it allegedly came out she voted for Trump, and then she, oh after, really? I didn't know that. Interesting. Well, after that, she became like the symbol of uh, of the of a perfect Aryan because she has blonde, blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, for for well, like, like Taylor all. also had so many fans when she first started out. You know, she was like this. Uh, this down to earth kind of, you know, just came from a small school, uh, you know, never had any big coaching success before, turned around. I don't know how the Taylor Swift analogy applies here, but her and Freeze and Freeze's early days, I could see it. You know, people turned on her really quickly. Um, sounds like Freeze to me. Maybe did she, uh, is it because she, she beat some, some top teams? Is it because she knocked off Beyonce and that VMAs where Kanye let her finish, right? Was that, was that her beating Alabama perhaps? Uh, Romeo and Juliet was like Freeze's family speech. It was like, oh, that's cute. Is so that, the Nick Saban of pop stars? Yes. That's the question. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, yeah. is Nick Saban the Beyonce of football coaches is your question, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pretty much. Pretty popular. Uh, did you guys see like all of the the me and this is this is 100% old Miss related guys so I'm, I'm, I know y'all are glad we're starting with Taylor Swift but did y'all see all of the uh, like the Taylor Swift memes of her and all of her dancers like compared to Beyonce and Formation those were really funny okay. um, she has done that in, in music videos before the, the whole V Formation I mean I don't really I don't really care at all about the truth of any of this i like i just like the jokes like uh okay ladies now let's gentrification that one was really funny <laughs> that one's really good or uh uh my mama pennsylvania my daddy pennsylvania and stuff like that it was they were great so good day on the internet also good day on the internet is this a good transition what because uh uh former podcast guest um Neil McMillan was in town, mm-hmm. and we were hanging out with him. And um, yeah, he will be displeased to find out that I am once again on the pod this week. He's not a fan of my takes. Yes, <laughs> uh, some, some, he, he came in. We, we we had I had my takes. He had his. Uh, Caleb is can, a, can, Caleb, can, you're an old Miss Truth. He can argue That's with anybody. He's a great debater. Um, he is. I think. Okay, Neil. Here's here's the thing. I, I think if you want to debate tables takes, you have to also move in with John. <laughs> this is the arrangement now. Yeah. Um, but Neil blew my mind because uh, John was playing the new Taylor Swift song, talking about how he didn't like it. He couldn't figure what was up with Taylor Swift. And my shoe was always trying another reboot because, you know, everybody gets one reboot. You get one reboot unless you're David Bowie. Hold on. Can I take – listeners, can I take you on a sidebar, listeners? Isn't that so interesting? Like, John on the show does not seem like the type of guy that's just playing Taylor Swift's new song and critiquing it off the show. It's just really interesting. Okay, sidebar over. Back to what you are saying, Taylor. You have to tell listeners about, like, John's whole, like – well, like, I don't know either. I mean, I mostly just get what the listeners get from John. I mean, you know. I'm hooked on Mitski now, and he's listening to, like, all this indie shit. Now. Oh, wow. See, this is so interesting. This is the whole – this is the John that he hides. John's like a – he has, like, a, a persona for the air. He's kind of like our – uh, Cernovich or something, maybe for the old Miss fan base. You know, like he's whoa, like, a, he's like, uh, no, not, not, that's maybe more you, Table. Are, are you more like the Alex Jones of the old Miss fan base? <laughs> I want to make, I want to make alt right slash alt light comparisons for every. I'm reading, I'm reading Kill All Normies by Angela Nagel, and so I just see alt right parallels in everything. Um, <laughs> oh 
So I'll keep working on that. Sorry for the derailing. Continue with your story. Uh, he made the Hugh Freeze comparisons, making all the all right stuff. Was, Sanders is being me tonight. What's your favorite Mitski? Yeah. yeah, what's the one we play or whatever? What? I'll find uh, some, mits, some, some Mitskis. Yeah, I need to like put this on the outro for the podcast. What Neil pointed out to me was that Taylor Swift, the only reason she was like, Big, the reason she's having to rebrand is because she didn't like take control of, of, of like her position. Oh, well, she two, just kind of like things. fell into it because there was a gap. Hmm. Neil was telling me there has to be like a like the blonde pop star. Okay, okay. okay. Blonde, before that, you had had Madonna and Christina Britney Aguilera, Spears. Britney Spears, and after that, hmm. there was there was like this hole and. Lady Gaga didn't really fit like the, you, you right, know, that right, yeah, shape, and so um, Taylor Swift just kind of slumped into it, mm-hmm. right, right. So he, he was he, he worded it better than me. He'll have to explain it next time he's on the podcast. But he was saying that's why she's having to reboot and stuff. Her other key, never... her other key screw up is that she voted for Trump, and then she never she never got the gay gays in her fan base. She's right. always gonna have. Well, the gay community, yeah, never endorsed Taylor Swift like they did with Britney Spears. Well, and I mean, I don't know why they would, because I mean, like, her songs don't really, aren't nearly as inclusive, I don't feel like, as obviously a Gaga, but even like a Britney Spears, who who seems to be a little more relatable, maybe for non-heteronormative people. I mean, one of her big songs is called Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it's about gender roles. Oh, wow. Um, but so, so I, back to what you're, before we, we blow past it. So Neil's, Neil's thesis is she, she's having to rebrand because she no longer wants to fill that blonde pop star role. Is that what's happening? She, she's trying to be something no, different. can't command it because she didn't earn it. She slumped into it because it was an open void. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. That she doesn't have like the raw, um, talent and charisma to fill that role as anything more than a gatekeeper. I guess. I mean, I think Taylor Swift is interesting because to me, the way I always heard her described early on was like, it's so amazing. She writes her own songs and stuff. She was kind of branded as like this different type of pop star, different type of musician, you know, that was more. <laughs> musician that was before she was a pop star yeah no really i mean she was a singer songwriter it's really you don't see that very often from like you were saying the blonde female pop star archetype i thought that was always interesting but i don't know i mean i really i attribute most of her current situation to just kind of being blase on her part and and not really ever getting too passionate about social issues i think that bothers a lot of young people i think i think people in our generation want you to to take a side because I think we kind of know that you probably – if you don't take a side, it's probably because you're ashamed of your opinion. And if that's not true, I think you know that's just what people assume about you. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think that's right. Or maybe she just did wrote the song to uh, – did the bad song to like you know piss everybody off and get her in the you – know, maybe it was a news ploy. Who knows? Yeah. Well, she definitely, uh, definitely grabbed the headlines with that one. It reminded me of – and this is just like the pop – episode this is great do you remember when britney spears had that song like five years ago that was like dubsteppy oh what was the name of that song i don't remember it either but that's what it reminded me of before i forget this thought on any music thought caleb we we need halfway through the season we i'm guessing we're going to be in a position to create a highlight video of old miss and have a song for zula totally (laughs) so totally yeah actually no we can make song for zula video about deontay anderson yeah, that's that's on the docket for today, guys. No, we actually do have lots of Ole Miss topics to talk about. This is not just going to be a show 
about Taylor Swift, but I've, I'm enjoying this uh, this little side. This is fun. This we got to talk about the Belgian Grand Prix first. I think this really just that shows I don't know anything about. Fun and I have come to like <laughs> how much that we can bear to think about. <laughs> it's rough, guys. Being an old Miss fan right now is really, really bad. I mean, I think. Even the most optimistic Ole Miss fans, as long if they're you know if they actually keep up with what's going on, I mean there is a subset of the Ole Miss fan base that is going to always say you should be in the stadium supporting our team, and you know there's no we didn't do anything wrong, we're totally being persecuted because Freeze is a Christian and all that. You mean the you mean the Christians united through Christ's kingdom, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's good. Um, but no, so there's always going to be that segment of the fan base. But even the the optimistic of the realistic set, I think, are only focused on this COI meeting. I mean, that's – and not because it's going to be good, but because I think we can all agree that Ole Miss is probably going to suck for many years and it's going to to come from what happens in that COI meeting and what they rule six, eight weeks after that. Um <laughs> different if we were like well at least basketball's on the right track and you know i'm excited about this one basketball season i'm not excited overall for basketball because first of all strong rumors that andy kennedy has been telling people he's leaving after the season which i mean hey honestly that kind of pisses me off because as fans of kennedy you know we did go to bat for him the pavilion got built I mean, say what you want to say about what he's done for the program. He's only been to the NCAA tournament twice, and once was a playing game. Uh, I mean, like, I just as an as an AK defender, I don't really have a ton of patience for him leaving just because Vitter doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, whatever. Well, I, I would say good riddance I, at that I, point, I, but it's not excited about the future of the program. If I brought in, if I brought in the best recruiting class in program history, <coughs> and then. Like the the new chancellor and allegedly a certain booster that you know we fucking me and John fucking hate. Um, you know, thank you. Thank were, you were, were undermining me if they if they, if they were like like sabotaging me and trying to run me out, then then fuck them. I'm getting out first. Like, yeah, by the way, late. last time we talked about that booster, I got a text from a uh, a certain non legal advisor that was like, "What the hell are they doing? These guys need to throw in a lot more allegedly." So, just a heads up on that one. Uh, we don't know anything about any people, especially not people that have money or lawyers. Um, we also don't make any money off this show, so it would be dumb to sue us. All right, continue. What the hell are we uh, no, I was just saying. We're talking about AK. Like, We're talking about Bitter, Tui. If people are allegedly, allegedly gunning for Kennedy, like, why shouldn't he get out first before they find a way to screw him? I mean, even, even allegedly the other coaches on staff. You know, don't have Kennedy's back if this uh, rumor, this alleged rumor, well, got you for- former, yeah, former coach. Yeah. yeah, I mean, AK outlasted Freeze and then some. I mean, it, Freeze, Freeze needs to take lessons on AK on how to, uh, you know, stay under the radar with some of these um, alleged distractions. Um, you, uh, on the on the pod before the, the 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 strong rumor on all the message boards about Freeze trying to. Don't what he what he did to Kennedy on his way out. Yeah, I don't out. know if it came up or not. I mean, you've been on the show every week since that happened. So, about- yeah, I think we Before. talked about about AK saying, you know, doesn't my wife knows what I do or whatever. Allegedly, who knows? I mean, honestly, all of that personal stuff is like pretty boring. There's so many rumors about like actual 
stuff that old Mrs. had like like uh so, like the Rebel Grove guys apparently said on their Friday podcast. I didn't listen, but I saw it on their message board that like Barney had sat in on a budget meeting with members of the network like for their illegal recruiting budget and stuff like that. Like this that's just it's just insane the amount of incompetence we're hearing about on behalf of Barney and Freeze. I mean Here- it's insane. Here's the thing, though, is that anything could happen at this COI hearing. Yep. Anything. I mean, they might. Leo might not show up. Very possible. I, I don't think it's. Pro- I don't think it's probable, but it's possible. And they just say, you know what? The hell with all this. I don't say this was gonna. I think it's gonna happen. I'm but you know what? You, you know what I think is three-year bull bands. My prediction. You know what I think is but, most most likely is. The COI slaps the investigators. The COI potentially says you have to investigate state, but they also say, wow, this is a lot of really damning evidence against Ole Miss. They're going to get punished too. I mean, there's just no way around it. You, that, not just the Booster 14 text, although that's the, the crowning you know, piece of evidence against Ole Miss. There's a lot of really bad stuff. The, uh, the Aria Keys calls, the Terry Warren calls. I mean, all of this is... NCAA uh, Evidence 101, you know, don't use your university phone for this stuff. Uh, and yet Barney was. I mean, to me, I think it's insane that we were providing hotel rooms for recruits on unofficial visits on the on-campus super nice hotel. Like, stuff like that is just like, wow, that is really blatant. And this is all happening during an investigation. I mean, I just don't I, – I don't know how – how people I mean, think that that's going to be disregardless, regard, disregarded regardless of what happens to, for instance, the Leo Lewis and Kobe Jones testimony. Throw that stuff out. I think there's still enough there for a two-year bull ban. I don't want that. I'm not the guys on the other end of this call you know, that think it's funny. Just kidding, guys. But I mean a little bit. You, on the show, whether you're joking or not, you say you want a two-year bull ban. I really, really don't want that. I'm just being a realist, and that's what I'm seeing in all the evidence we have right now. I want yeah, I, I, I want a multi-year bull band because the freaking land of Nile down there that is a chunk of the fan base. This is what I'm talking about. Like, it's not clear if you're joking or not. You know, like, do you really deep down but want that, John? I do. I don't care. I, I, I wish William Sherman had gotten the job done. Like, I, it, it doesn't take much for me to say, you know what? There needs to be retribution. There needs to, people need to. You know, I, I want. I want everybody to get their heads out of their ass, but I'm tired of waiting. I mean, well, I don't have to wait too much longer. September 11th is one podcast away. <laughs> Our next podcast will be the one before the meeting. The one before the meeting. Yep. You can talk about the plane. Where's the plane? The pl- um. Uh. <laughs> Where's the money? Where's the money? Show me the money, John. When you're worse than me, I just it worries me that I'm a bad influence on you. That's a or fair question. It makes me wonder, so wonder where it is. What's going on in there that would get loose like two beers in with the microphone <laughs> the recording? Like it worries me. I'm getting as sloppy uh, as Barney allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to freaking look up the nine eleven truther website and come no. up with the name? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm going back to my I'm going back to my list of topics for the show. I, okay, this is this is flowing. A favorite yeah. quote from me about football nine eleven, John, is still, you know, I hated Pete Carroll until I found out he was a nine eleven truther, and I was like, you know, he's a thinker. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But 
Wait, Ole Miss. Ole Miss sports. Well, no. I mean, like, there's a lot to talk about. This is all tied up in the COI thing. I mean, Godfrey dropped a big article on Friday. It got a lot of recognition yeah. within the Ole Miss fan base. Um, you know, mostly panned outside of that. <laughs> but like to freaking come up with this article. Oh, yeah, man. It's pretty light. Godfrey, he was Savage after Pat Forty. Yeah, they were all over. Yeah, I mean Godfrey. Godfrey was savage against Forty, but Godfrey also got embarrassed yesterday by the Bulldog Mafia, and and for some reason just kind of like took it. And also he he made up some fake crap about photoshopping tweets. It's like, dude, just own it. Like, so what if you have a tweet from 2011 that has the F word in it? Who cares? Like, it it, it was dumb. It, it was dumb on Godfrey's part to. Um, Fia went and ran down a tweet from 2011. No, they ran down. They ran down like 20 tweets and retweeted them. And he, his defense was they were making up fake ones, and I don't think that was true. I tried to find. I haven't seen any fake <laughs> ones. Yeah, it, it was embarrassing. It was just tweets from when he was more of a fan and more emotional, and just dropping f bombs and maybe saying like, "I hope you die in a fire" and stuff like that. Um, oh, he said a lot. No, it wasn't. It, none of it. None of it was necessarily like. Da- damning towards his character. It was more just the type of stuff that journalists don't tweet. And the tweets were from six years ago. You know, it, it, he wasn't a journalist necessarily when he he wasn't an SB Nation like senior reporter when he tweeted this stuff. Um, Great to me that milkshake duck. Two, two oh, things. I love first that. I love all, that tweet. First of all, milkshake who, duck was once an Ole Miss fan. Milkshake. <laughs> first of all, all these people have time to go find 2011 tweets. They need to go actually. They need to go find something more. They should go volunteer to clean up Houston. No, I mean, like, this is – I don't really know how to talk about it. There is a subset of anonymous Twitter users. They totally rooted for McGregor Saturday night. I know Oh, they were, to- they were definitely rooting for McGregor, yeah. But one of their favorite tactics is to talk about, like, how racist and messed up Ole Miss is. And that, that extended to Godfrey with these tweets or whatever. And they're just completely blind to it. I mean, it's the same thing we saw with their reaction to the Godfrey article, right, where they're saying – Wow, Ole Miss leaking this stuff to to make themselves look better. Like that's really going to help with the NCAA, and like they should be punished for leaking and all that stuff. They didn't say any of that stuff when Steve Robertson and Pat Forty were reporting on the contents of Ole Miss's NOA. Um, you know, before there was any public information, months before anything was released publicly. You know, that was just good journalism. But when Godfrey gets a hold of a transcript, that's you know an illegal leak, and he should he should be arrested and fired for it. It's just a stupid double standard. That's sports. Sports is stupid. Twitter is the reason on a two-year ball man. Like I, I just want Ole Miss and Mississippi State to both get the death penalty. They should both get it. Yeah, they're not just. Well, the thing, and, and and that's kind of the thing of all of it. Or just the worst. <laughs> all this, all this shit being talked on both sides. There are a couple of five and seven teams. Like we, it's just ridiculous, man. Like, it, yeah, there is a very myopic lack of perspective on both sides of the rivalry. But I would say it's even worse on the uh, the state side for sure. It's gonna get worse as the Mississippi. Oh, it's gonna get worse. And like I was saying earlier in the uh, in the show, and I think before we started too. I mean, like we're gonna spend the rest of our lives hearing from dumbass Ole Miss fans that this was all unfair. That you know there was no evidence that Ole Miss did anything wrong. And it's just like why. Tell you that right now. Why? This What's... is why John went to MIT. It was, it was it really. It wasn't about the degree. It was about getting us getting far away, away from any Ole Miss fans. Yeah, I, I believe that. Fellow Ole Miss fans and from state fans. Yeah, both. It's a little bit of both. Um. So there's that. Uh, Godfrey uh, thing. Everybody, get on. Thanks for buying my paintings. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um. <laughs> 
We love the customer. <laughs> yeah, customer service is king. Um, the actual article itself from Godfrey was interesting. Definitely give it a read if you have it. I'm sure that you have if you're listening to this. I mean, everyone knows what's in there. It's stuff we've been talking about for a long time. I, I do want to say, um, for a long time, I thought that Booster 14, we're still not saying his name, even though he published something uh, on the Old Miss Spirit under his alleged name, whatever. Um, I, I didn't think for a long time that he had, or I did think that he had paid Leo Lewis $10,000 in cash. Um, everything that's come out, thinking about it, thinking about the fact that Leo put this $5,000 down payment on this car, put $1,000 on his mom's house, bought clothes, wasn't able to pay for the car, had it repossessed, thinking about the fact that the way these illegal systems work is you give them something, give them something, the big payday comes after they sign it, which makes sense, right? Because you might have a Leo Lewis situation. I think what was really going on was Phyllis, the employee of Booster 14, was sent by him to make these small $500 payments uh, several times as a show of good faith. Uh, the deal was once you commit to Ole Miss, you'll receive the $10,000. That's why I sent that dumbass text message. It was about their deal. Like, I thought we had a deal. You were going to commit. I was going to pay you. Um, so Leo, or Leo Lewis knew about this, this standing arrangement. He had the money from, that he had gotten from State for signing with them that he had put down on the car and all of that. Um, he started getting asked about that money. I don't know who started, who first asked him. I guess the NCAA. I don't know. Um, I think it was an, an easy story for him to say, well, you know, I got this $10,000 from Allen because that's who said he was going to pay. That's the name Booster 14 used on, on the Ole Miss Spirits website. Um, I, I, I just want to say I've come around. I, I think he never actually gave him the ten grand because if he did, I don't think Lewis's car would have been repossessed, at least, at least not so quickly. Well um, – as we learned from the last pod, $10,000 will only get you one night <laughs> oh, with, the, with the Las Vegas. So yeah, but those nights are being comped at the end of Ole Miss. So the Leo didn't have to spend his money on that. So he would have still had – I did like the part in the NCAA interview that Godfrey quoted from where um, Leo couldn't remember – like stuff like what time of day he had received the money or like he couldn't remember what he spent the money on. But he did tell us that he kept the money from Ole Miss and Mississippi State separate in his drawer. So that that really adds up um, that somebody that was you know keeping track of it that closely wouldn't know all the details. That, that makes a lot of sense. Sanders, um, how much time have you spent reading all this in detail, these court documents? Cause I, I mean, did you not read the Godfrey article? All, everything I just said was in the Godfrey article. All right, I skimmed the Godfrey article. I didn't like read every it's word for word. John. Yeah, I mean, really, not that much. I mean, I don't uh, care that much to read the detail. I'm just like, it, 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 blah. Well, then, how many years has our ball been? That's like then Justin question. has more integrity as a podcaster. I think that's yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, well, I freely admit that. Yeah, I, I don't know who's going to dispute that. Um, no, I, I think I think we all have integrity as podcasters. No one here is like reading someone else's notes or anything. You know, we're we're all really recording this podcast. So I think I, I you know, I think we're none of us are stealing valor when it comes to being podcasts. I think we're all real podcasters. Um, <laughs> no, really. I mean like I feel like I need to defend myself. No, I, I haven't spent that much time on this. I mean, I do read message boards. I think as anybody that listens to the show knows, and then the message boards are somewhat of a digest of all this crap. They get they get passed through there, they get linked on there. I would I would estimate my time spent uh, reading old Miss stuff in the last couple of months, maybe forty-five minutes a day, something like that. I mean, it's just a hobby. I've got a question. So, 
now that Steve Robertson has, has successfully, you know, fucked Ole Miss pretty good, mm-hmm. just as a fan. Oh yeah. And um, you look at was it a Tennessee fan that got the Georgia running back suspended? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then people tried to get you know Robin trouble with the bong pick. Right. How far is fan warfare going to go this season? Like. Are we gonna Are we gonna see more? I mean, I've already heard I, I've already heard stories in the past about well, we all we've all heard about like fa- like fake Twitter accounts that claim to be fans of one school and they tweet like racist stuff at recruits and so or maybe y'all haven't heard about that, but that's a thing I've definitely heard about, which is crazy. I don't think we're very far off from a fake booster, someone pretending to be represented at school, paying a kid and then turning them in for it or something like that. Like I, I don't think that's that many investigations away. I pioneered that idea. You I did. told John. You did. Yeah. Um, who, who's the kid that, that went to UCLA? He ended up transferring to Mike Juarez. Yeah, right. right. The way to get Mike Juarez was not to pay him to go to Ole Miss. It was to bleach your hair blonde, <laughs> show up like in a USC, uh, you know, golf polo with a with a, a blazer over it, khakis and sandals, and, and go up to him and you know, arrange the meeting and be like, "Hey, I'm a USC booster. I don't want you going to UCLA." I'll pay you to go somewhere else. I'll pay you to get out of the conference. To all this. Boom. Yeah. Well, no, and then, you, you, you know, supposedly we were number two, so then he ah. picks on me. Pay him not to go to number one. A likely, a likely tale, right? We're, we're always right there. One, one step <laughs> away. <laughs> it seems like it was UCLA, then BYU. But didn't he end out. up at, at Utah or BYU, yeah? Where is he well, now? BYU. He BYU, transfer. yeah. I guess in BYU was number two. Didn't he have a girlfriend at BYU or something? There was a. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, that was. I remember. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Uh, the the big drama was when he and his girlfriend followed like, you know, whatever the dick pic guy was allegedly or whatever the old Miss guy, uh, Brendan Wenzel or something. I, yeah, and we were all like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" Yeah. Head cases following head cases. What? What? I'm just. I, I'm saying, old Miss, old Miss's former coaches and staff. Some of them were very emotionally recruiting, very emotional kids, and um, this is the outcome. Partially. Yeah. yeah. Is Tyler Siski at South Alabama now? Yes, I did. Know that. <laughs> He's with Kane Womack. Yeah. Can we just – we're bouncing around all the place. I think the lock of the week is South Alabama with 24 points. <laughs> I don't know. I think – I honestly think it depends some on the rain because I, I think if it's dry, they're probably going to throw a lot. Jay Moore is a starting safety. Yeah, Maybe but, like, you're acting – dude, come on. Don't be don't be obtuse. Look yeah, at Ole Miss – stop. Look at Ole Miss's offensive depth chart. Don't be obtuse. There is a lot of talent there on offense. If you want to get up – Caleb, is it depth chart time? It's hey, South Caleb, Alabama. You're, you guys, no, 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 no. You guys, you guys get carried away. Hating on Ole Miss is a funny joke. You're not being realistic. It's the South Alabama defense versus Shea Patterson, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Markel Pack, Van Jefferson. They're going to they score a lot of points. Beat last year that beat us by 35. What team beat us by 35? 24 point favor. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I put a little bit of money. You know, don't you know? Fucking sell the, you know, put the house. You first up F what? 22 is not a lot of points. It's not. Uh, okay. If it was, uh, if it was, if it was 28, I think you're getting closer. 
if you gamble anyway, if you're making bets anyway this weekend. Okay, sure. You're yeah. putting some putting some units down. They're, the, the table and John say put a unit I on South Al. I think what you said last week is more accurate. That we'll beat South Alabama and everybody will get like really hyped up and then yep. we'll drop like three in a row. <laughs> well, I think we'll lose to Cal and then after that the season will just be off the rails completely. But I, I think they're going to score a shitload of points at home against South Alabama. If it's really rainy, it might be it might be more difficult closer to, to South Alabama covering. We'll see. If Alabama did win, there would be boosters in the – there would be fans that would be saying, you know, on the positive side, we really got a good look at Kane Womack, and he's got ties to the program. We can That's true. Bring no, him if South Alabama it. won, all of Miss fans would talk about is like, well, you know they beat State last year too. And it's like, yeah, and we made fun of that really hard. Like it's embarrassing as hell. I – I don't see that happening. I don't see Ole Miss having a good season either. Uh, we're we're going to find out pretty soon. Let's it's look gonna, at that depth chart. Yeah, pull it up. I got I got one open. Bad. Oh, my All God. All right, let's start. Well, I mean, should we should we, should we we address what I, what I brought up earlier, the the way the depth chart was disseminated? <laughs> yes, you should, you should definitely. Yeah, please share So when the that. depth chart was first posted uh, – the entire special teams was copy pasted from last year. And so that had Kayla Moore on there. Uh, trying to think who else was on there. Oh, um, uh, Carlos Davis was on there as a punt returner. Um, he's in the NFL now. So that kind of gives you an idea of how, how much attention, how much attention they're paying to the depth chart. He's on, he's on, he's on a roster as a defensive end. He plays for the Rams. As a, as a oh, you're making a joke. <laughs> wait, who am I? Who am I talking? Oh no, no, no! I'm thinking of the other Carlos, right? Carlos Thompson. Yeah, he's wait. He's in the NFL? No, that's fake news. Yeah. No, 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 no! I was right about Carlos Davis. He's a he's a defensive back for the Rams. Really? Not a defensive end. Yeah. Yep. Look How the up. fuck is he on an NFL team? He's just Look tall. It up. Yeah, five nine, one seventy, baby. <laughs> Uh, good for him. Just, you know, don't let him return punts. Yeah. Good for him. I don't know. So that kind of gives you an idea before the depth chart starts of uh, of how focused the the new coaching staff was on that one. Um, all right, let's get into it. I got it open. All right, John, start reading it. Read the offense first. Yeah. So receiver, you got Lodge as a one, but Trey Bledsoe as a two. Lol. Yeah. What the Opposite heck? of that, you got Metcalf as a one. Trey Nixon. Trey is Bledsoe a... plays on the field this year against an SEC team. I never want to hear wide receiver you again. I'll punch <laughs> the first person that says wide receiver you to me. Slot I mean, I, I mean that's that's kind of silly. I mean, that's like saying a restaurant has really good entrees and like a shitty thing on the menu. So the other ones don't count. Right. I'm just saying there are really good wide receivers in the roster. How do you argue with that? I see see your point. My point is high level recruits scare off mid-level recruits. You end up with Trey Bledsoe's on the second on your depth chart. Oh, that's a freeze defender quote. Just a thought. Well, come on. I mean, seriously. Does it seem to happen at Clemson or? You're t- uh, how, so you know you know Clemson's roster well enough to tell me there's no Trey Bledsoe in the two deep. Dude, they're a little short, white, shitty dude that I would normally hate. That I would, you know, he he was good when he had to play after what's his name, what's his name got injured. Last I'm just year. saying you're you're assuming that to be true. I have no idea. Ole Miss also is. 
kind of in a – it's not like our recruiting has been unimpacted the last two years. I think it's hard to say we couldn't have someone better than Bledsoe there if we hadn't been completely destroyed the last I, two recruiting classes. Yeah, right now. They've got, the, they've got the roster set up so that they have four wide receivers listed as starters. So he's yeah, not really – They have two slots. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to take two slots. All right. So who are the other receivers, John? Sloss, Van Jefferson, uh, AJ Pack, Brown, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I like Metcalf and Brown on the same side. That's fun if that happens. Metcalf, Brown, Lodge, Van Jefferson. I mean, that should be a really tight end. I, I would have never gotten this oh, yeah. tight quick. Yeah, yeah. Never, who the hell would have ever gotten that? Yeah. Okay, right. this is what I love about tight end is that you had these four star guys, Gabe Angel and. Jacob Mathis, I'm still not convinced he's a real person that he exists. <laughs> and every time somebody gets injured at tight end or somebody gets kicked, like somebody gets in trouble like Octavius Cooley, or you know, every time they have some walk-on come out of nowhere and they're like, well, he's the starter now. Like, no one heard Dawson Knox or like they needed a starter. Well, no, now, and now Dawson Knox is hurt, so we're screwed, dude. Before that, he, Ty Quick wasn't listed number two, and then Dawson Knox disappears he gets hurt, and then Ty Quick comes out of nowhere. If Ty Quick gets injured, We're screwed, they're not going to list Gabe Angel or Jacob Mathis next on depth chart at tight end. There's going to be another like walk-on. They're just going to pull out of nowhere and write down as the starter. And I mean, I, I think that tells you something. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 think these young, I think these young players aren't enthused about using a year of eligibility this year. I think Deontay Anderson proves that. I think you're right. I think there's more players than just I think. The I think any player with a redshirt year left right now would be happy to use it because they're thinking they're going to be able to transfer and not sit. I mean, we haven't talked about it yet, but Deontay Anderson, that's what he's doing. You know, people are saying he's redshirting. No, he's leaving. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and explain Deontay Anderson this yeah. whole situation. Well, I mean, like all these rumors are coming out. Deontay Anderson is redshirting, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't make that doesn't make much sense uh, if Ole Miss he's doesn't get a two-year bowl. What would you say? He is not on the depth chart. Not on the depth so. chart. You know, he, he probably wouldn't have started this year, but he would have played. I mean, he played last year. He would have played as a true like, sophomore. He probably would have started. Read the starters at safety. Yeah, potentially. Uh, both more twins are starters. I realize I missed that. Both, both yeah. more twins are starters. Yeah. So. Not great. Um, but, yeah, so everyone's saying he's redshirting. I mean, what's clearly going on is he and his family – are pretty sure that Ole Miss is going to get a two-year bowl ban at least, which means you can transfer and not sit. Um, so his plan now is I only have three years of eligibility left. Why am I going to waste one of them at Ole Miss when I can redshirt this season and go play three years somewhere else? I mean, it's just it, for anyone for anyone looking for evidence that things aren't positive or optimistic for Ole Miss at the COI hearing, I mean, here's a big red flag from someone inside the program basically saying like, that this is how little I believe Ole Miss is going to get off here. And, I mean, to, to Anderson's credit, if Ole Miss does get a one-year bowl ban and he really does want to stay, uh, you know, he, he maybe he gets a year to get better and he still has three years left to play at Ole Miss and go to three bowls. Um, I just don't think that's that logical. And I, I think other people that know better are also backing this up. He's essentially already gone is what I'm picking up on. I think you're right. Yep. And I think uh, – I'm honestly surprised there aren't more kids in his position – that we're hearing about trying to do that, you know, highly rated freshman or sophomore players. It's, it's a, it's a dumpster fire. I mean, if I would put me at any program 
Yeah, is that be Ole Miss? Any program going through this? I'm looking around. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not just about Ole Miss. I mean, it's about you only get four years of eligibility, right? You, you don't get that many chances to to make it onto the field. No, Especially, you know, played some as a freshman and you looked all right, and you can go to, you know, you can go somewhere good. You know, like mm-hmm. like if, if Greg Little wanted to transfer, he could pretty much pick where he wants. Yeah, you yeah. mean you mean he can just open up his phone and and look at the text messages and decide which one he wants to go to? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, you know, Dante Anderson didn't, you know, play great as a freshman, but he wasn't the worst. And he was a true freshman. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was. He looked like he looked like Sinquez as a freshman. You know, Corey Batum coached him up so well. Right? Doesn't he always? So Corey Batum's at FAU, huh? Yeah, with Chris Kiffin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lane Kiffin, the the future old Miss staff over there. If, if if Hugh Freeze had stepped down earlier, he would be head coach at FAU right now, and that would just be made up completely. If, I, I think if Hugh Freeze had stepped down sooner, Lane Kiffin would have come to Ole Miss instead of FAU, right? Let's do it. I can see. Can you see Hugh Freeze at FAU and Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss? I think Hugh Freeze would be a great fit at FAU. Hugh Freeze should have gone to FAU instead of coming straight to the SEC. That's a, that's perfect. Um. I, he might have known how to cheat without, you know, getting caught. If he I would be him. totally fine with Lane Kiffin being the the coach. I don't. I mean, that wouldn't bother me at all. I, I'd be more upset with Chris Kiffin coming back. <laughs> no, that's yeah, no joke. I mean, that's the real reason you don't want Lane. Yeah. All right, I'll say this: table may explode. The offensive line has a shot to be very good. Exactly. The offensive depth chart part, is solid. Part because. I think they're not going to pull the guard every play. All right, read off the O-line. Let's hear him. Yeah, Greg Little. running back is the worst part of the offense. Continue. Greg Little, Javon Patterson, Sean Rawlings, Durante Bolden, Rod Taylor. All right, so. That's two tackles with experience. Well, yeah, but Bolden, Bolden jumping Sims is, is strange. That Cut. makes me think Sims is doing bad. I would agree because Bolden has been really bad. That's the concern. See, but maybe the, he's doing good, the, right? Um, Rod Taylor – I, I don't think I'm not sold on Rod Taylor like some people are. I'm still not. Mm-hmm. Sorry. He's uh, definitely a head case. On Sean Rawlings will be good. Mm-hmm. Patterson still hasn't been more than mediocre. He's got to take a jump up. I don't think and so. I think I think Patterson's been solid. I don't see a lot of depth if one of those guys goes down. No. Apparently, Ben yeah. Brown. Has every year, every year we talk ourselves into well, the O line can be pretty good this year. All the starters look okay. It's always. Yeah, There's nobody on the second string. That's what Bicknell said in his interview about how you know you, you a lot of times you're happy just to, or you're you're scared of anybody going down because you only think you have five. He says he has eight. You know I don't know. I, I am concerned by the fact that they're um they're praising Brent Ben Brown, the private school freshman. I mean if, if praising if, Ben Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they are. They're saying he's one of the eight. So that that gives me pause for sure. So. I don't know. We'll find out. Hey, Conor McGregor's going to beat Floyd Mayweather, guys. Another hot take news. Okay, quarterback. Quarterback's the only position that looks good. I don't know. I mean, quarterback can be deeper, though. Our quarterback depth chart last year was looking better. Um, I think Tammu's looked good as a backup. I think Tammu's looked fine as well, but we had Chad and Shea on the same roster. That was good depth. Yeah. That's that's rare. Ugh. Yeah, I, running back depth chart does not look good. Opens Javon Penniman, Eugene Brasley, Eric Swoo. 
that was, that's a little thin and worrying for sure. Wide receivers are good though. Um, I I I don't think it's gonna matter that much though. I think we're gonna lose games based on the defense more than the offense. I mean, how many games did you say Ole Miss's offense lost last year? How many games did they lose? I'm trying to remember yeah. what I checked. As, as opposed to the defense. <laughs> as opposed to the defense being the reason. Well, the defense lost a lot of shit. I mean, the defense lost Auburn. The defense lost LSU. The defense lost Alabama, FSU. The Arkansas game, I can't remember exactly what happened. But my, my, my larger point is I, I see very much of the same this year. The offense will be good enough to win. The defense will not. I mean, the offense should be better because the play calling shouldn't be as bad. There's no reason. Yeah, to but the thing is, how big is that gulf between the offense and defense? Even with the offense improving, I think the defense is still going to be so bad that they're going to lose the games. For, for the look team. at the defense. Okay, so the defensive wait, depth no... chart. I, I'm pretty sure when I saw when I read the defensive depth chart, I saw a tumbleweed roll by on my computer screen. They're still they're still playing Marquis Sainz at defensive end. Yep. Okay, that, that makes me mad. That is a disservice to that kid because Marquise Haynes, he sure, entered his yeah. name to see what his draft grade would be. Yeah, they told him to play linebacker. Yeah, and he was expecting like a high grade, and they sent him back a low grade because there's no way he's playing, he's starting defensive end and, or getting drafted high to play defensive end in the NFL his size. Right. Well, what is he, what is he bulked up to? What is he maxed out at? Mm, 260, 265. No, he's like no. 220, 230. I thought, he, I thought he played at 240 last year. No. 220. No. And so here's the thing. He's smaller than the average NFL linebacker, like 4'3 linebacker. Okay? Now, um, do you remember like last year a couple times when he they did weird stuff like they'd pull him back in coverage mm-hmm. every once in a while? Yep. He's, he six, actually, he's listed at he, six six three two thirty. Yeah. Continue. And then he's always, you know, you're always listed a little bigger than you are. So depending on your position, like, yeah, two twenty five when he goes to the combine. So anyway, he needs to be playing linebacker. He should he should have like done the grad trans tried to do grad transfer like whatever and played linebacker somewhere else. But like if they're not playing him at linebacker, I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure he graduated though. Uh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, take summer class. Do what you got to do. Point yeah. is that he's – they're not playing him at linebacker. They're not giving him a chance to play in the NFL. They're just not giving him a shot to be drafted high. They're costing him money. Like, they're screwing him if they're not playing him at linebacker. Because mm-hmm. he's shown that he – like, everybody's like, oh, you know, he's so fast and athletic for defensive end. Like, yes, because he's fast and athletic as a linebacker would be because he's playing out of position. Like, I understand we needed him there or whatever, but at some point – you know, it's like, hey, this kid's, you know, come and play this ass off for us. Maybe we should help him out and try to get him to the NFL. Like, maybe, you know, we should do something for him now. Because, like I said, he's not even as big as an average NFL linebacker. You know, most of those guys are 240 on the outside, 250 in the middle. Um, you know, three, four inside linebackers are about 250. Four, three, you know, you can be 240. 240 our defensive so. end depth is so yeah. many. So behind Winters, him, yeah, you got Markel Winters, the Juco guy. On the other side, you have Quadir Shepard and Victor Evans. Does this mean that they're playing – which one are they playing at strong side? Because Quadir Shepard is the same size as Marquis Haynes. Do we have a 230-pound strong side in and a weak side? Are we trying to play Victor Evans on the strong side? Like – 
This is so undersized. What the hell? Charles Wiley is a defensive tackle now? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? I missed that. That is. <laughs> Charles Wiley's a defensive tackle. That is see okay, but at the same time, I don't think I think this depth chart might be like effed up. Like we, this is well, not even. I think it's an incompetent job. I think it's a not knowing what's going on job. I don't know. I mean, if I were the coaches, I would lie on the depth chart. No, I totally. Yeah, why not? Right, I totally missed uh, him being a defensive tackle. Freaking more. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Demarc Gates, Jerrion Street. At Will linebacker, Donta Evans, Taylor Polkett, Mike, Brennan Williams, Willie Hibbler, Sam. So yeah. So yeah. That's self-explanatory. Yeah. Um. Not good. Star. Oh, what is star? Is that yeah, is that like, is that like oh what's what's that position called that the, the players hate that, that makes no linebackers is that like husky? <laughs> Do we still have a husky? He's a star now. Hey kids, no, no, no. I've heard, I've heard it's okay because Alabama, Alabama has a star as well. We're not going to call you husky for being too fat to play regular safety, right? With fat shame, you're a star now. You're a star. You're a star. So still, please come play safety and linebacker at Ole Miss. You can be a star. You can be a star. Yeah, because Husky's not PC. It's definitely fat shaming kids that are like tweeners that are too fat to be. Husky, safeties. they make fools. They're tooling. Husky, it's fat shaming. All right, so we got cornerback. <coughs> we got Jalen Julius and Miles Hartfield as starters. Dee Dee Bowie and Javin Hamilton as backups. Javin Hamilton. Safety, you've got Zed and Jalen Jones backing them up. Free safety, you got CJ Moore. And CJ Hampton. Oh, I didn't even read the stars after I made fun of it. AJ Cam Ordway. Okay, Cam Ordway was a corner in high school, and Breon Dixon was a linebacker, and now they're both stars. It was the star more. I think it is like I think it is like the Husky. It's like a linebacker safety. Yeah, is it more free safety than or more strong safety? Cam Ordway and Breon Dixon playing the same position seems a little odd. Yeah, okay. has it? I think Ordway's bulked up some since he got to Ole Miss. Okay, I think worst defense um, this unit or twenty twelve. Oh man, twenty twelve. Uh, oh, is Ken Webster? I heard they tried him out at safety and they moved him back to corner. Something like that. And people were like, people were like, Ken Webster being back at corner is great news. It's like, God, you keep your head buried so deep in the sand. Yeah. Like he was all right when a when a corner gets old or screws up their knee. Like, their only chance to keep playing is to be able to move to safety. And it's actually really hard. Um, who's the, who is the uh, Pro Bowl corner and safety? He played for the Steelers and the uh, – Well, Charles Baltimore Woodson Ravens. wasn't. No. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? He played for the – he played for the 49ers one year? Um, uh, I don't God, I'm trying to think of his name. Anyway – he broke it down one time and talked about how, you know, looking off the player versus looking off the ball and how different it is playing corner and safety and how it's a really hard transition. But um, he extended his NFL career by like four years by switching to safety when he got too slow to play corner. Is it Rod something? Or I think he's an analyst. I'll think of it way later. Oh, I think it was that guy out the corners. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, I know you're talking about now. All right, depth chart. This defense is bad. Yeah, it's really bad. 
What's your prediction? You see, you think they win this weekend? Yeah, I think they beat South Alabama. I think they win the they win the three non conference games that aren't Cal. I think after that it gets a little dicier. Kentucky maybe. Um, I mean, I I don't think State's gonna be good. I I don't think that that we're gonna win in Starkville. Um, I mean, other than that, I, I think it's a given they lose to Bama, Auburn, LSU, probably A and M, probably Arkansas. I mean, those are those are toss up esque. Um, I just I I don't see the team being very motivated. I think Anderson is kind of the first, the first domino to fall on that front. We'll see. But we saw it last year, um, and we weren't really correctly diagnosing it. And I, I think we're going to try to get out in front of it more this season. Um, I just I I have a lot of doubts about the chemistry and the morale of the team. We'll see. Just you guys sound more confident. You're not piling in enough, Justin. Well, that worked out so well in the past, huh? <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, let's see what else. Let's see what else is on the agenda here. We hit is the there anything chart. really to talk about with this game preview wise? Other, than, uh, I guess. I mean, I I think I've already said what I think is the rain might affect the score for Ole Miss because of passing. That's all I really. That's I don't. I don't know. People are saying like, oh, their DBs are weak or like blah blah blah. I mean. If if they're even in the same stratosphere as any of our units, I mean that's just a huge indictment. It's not SEC recruiting, you know. Like it, it shouldn't be a comparison. Yeah. So that's all there really is on that. Um, we've talked about everything on my list here. We didn't talk about the whole Kobe Jones. And when I talked about it back when it was first being rumored about how when Kobe Jones got his mom got served or his dad got served with the Rebel Rags lawsuit. And his stepmom was complaining about how Mullen's getting him into all this shit and stuff. I mean, it's just these aren't things that are going to materially help Ole Miss in any way, I don't think. So it just seems like it seems desperate for these Ole Miss media people to be posting it now. I mean, Godfrey's article, I think, was a lot more newsworthy. Uh, The story I'm talking about that McCready posted last night, I just it just seems like desperate. I mean, it's it's on the same level as posting the video of, of Lewis's mom. And I think we might see that posted before too long. Uh, it's just like we know we're screwed. There, we don't have to worry about messing that up anymore. We're we're just that screwed. So we're gonna just throw some hail marys. Not very encouraging, in my opinion. Rod Woodson, that was the name. That's fair. Right. Seventeen years in the NFL because mm-hmm. he he switched to safety when he got too slow to play corner. Yeah, Hall of Fame player, Rod Woodson. That was gonna bother me all night. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad we got. We got through that. Um, oh, we have not we, we have not uh, talked about AJ Brown returning punts. Uh, can he catch the ball? I, I think he, I think yes. His ball. hands are no problem. He's not that fast. The real the real reason to complain about it is because he's one of our best players and he's probably going to get injured. Knock on wood. Look, doing this yeah, dumb you, shit. You are actually allowed to score and change field position at punt return. I it know turns out our concept. So you out to have that be a position that is a weapon. True. I, don't, some, I don't like risking a starter. At, I don't. At I don't like it either. Um, especially because he's not. He's not like he's the fastest guy on the team or anything. You know, he does have yeah. the best hands. One point people have been making is where that's like what he brings is he can play a little. Slide I like AJ Brown's a team player. He's a good rebel for going back there and we want to play punt returner. <laughs> uh, no, so there was some point I read that maybe this is true is you know with the. The state of college punting with the rugby kicks and all, it's more important to have someone with sure hands than it is someone that's fast. 
Um, put Dawson Knox there. Yes. Well, hold on, table. We can't afford to lose Dawson Knox. I mean, he's, he is our he is our only hope at tight end, from what I hear. We can't afford to lose Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is too important to this team to put back there at a at punt returner. All right. Let's just. So, so you know what the yeah. lock of the night is Saturday is AJ Brown muffs the first punt. Well, that would be better than him getting injured. So, sure, why not? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. What time yeah. is what time is that game on Saturday? Six thirty central, seven thirty eastern. Oh wow, an actual wow. So that's pretty cool to get good game times for a game that means nothing. Thank you so much, SEC. It's on. Where is it at? ESPNU. Wow, that's. I mean, I mean, that's actually kind of surprising we could even make that I, I think we're only on espnu because people are interested in like the watching a car wreck you know yep people yeah. want to tune in to see the the program that's currently in flames on tv it, i guess espnu south alabama hadn't beat state last year if they hadn't beat state last year yeah what about they're, it they, they would be more of a lock to beat Ole miss no there'd be even less you know interest in putting oh that yeah Oh yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, that's you're probably right. That probably is part of it. Second Mississippi uh, upset. Nobody wants to watch this. Oh wait, yeah. You know, there's a chance they might win. People like upsets. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. You're right. That's that's definitely true. Um, any other uh, any other week one games you guys are looking for? FSU Alabama. Yeah, that's good. One. Yeah. Jeez. Saturday night. Dude. How about Charlie Strong coming back after Strong. being down like, yeah, they woke score, up. like 30 unanswered or something? Yeah, 35 unanswered, I believe. Like yes. in the first half of the game, people are already like, Charlie Strong sucks. Like That's pretty cool. going to suck after losing Billy yeah, Taggart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie you, Strong's uh, already done. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you, your boy Harbaugh plays Florida Saturday. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be good. Be fun. <laughs> um, Who's Mike Leach play week one? That's a good question. They play uh, they play someone interesting. Have to look it up. This is how bad it's gotten with uh, Ole Miss football and basketball. John has watched more boxing. Yeah. <laughs> like those last couple weeks, I saw much games last Bud year. Crawford. Oh, we hadn't talked, mentioned him. Yet. Yeah. Terrence, Crawford. Terrence Crawford's the truth, man. He unified all the belts at 140. First unified champion. There's been in a while. He's gonna move up to 147. Yeah, Pacquiao's been trying to dodge him. Pacquiao's too old. Pacquiao can't hang with him. Ter- Terrence Crawford's the truth, man. The only guy he's got to look out for is Errol Spence Jr. because he's one way division up at Welter. He's at 147. Bud's at 140. But Errol Spence Jr. is like one of those young guys that can cut a lot of weight. So he'll come in, you know, over 150, you know, come in like 160, cut down to 147. He's huge to be fighting it. Cool. Well, that will all come in handy when we uh... – rebrand as a boxing podcast um in a couple of weeks good college sport Bring yeah back or sec boxing would be fun yeah it would be the trunks like the you got your team colors and your trunk that'd be fun outer blue would be a great boxing trunk color yeah totally yeah i you know i like um, it also, you know, almost has big potential you know with like uh you know the football team. You know, True, football. yeah. Put Rod in there. Yeah. Or, uh, who? Dang, I can't believe I've forgotten this, but who was it? I think it was a white guy that Rod was, like, fighting against, and he went back. Yeah, he, and, 
Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was young blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then and then Taylor swung at him, missed completely, and that's how he tore his labrum. Pretty cool. That was a pretty cool moment in Ole Miss sports history there. All on video thanks to uh, Taz Zettergen and his Snapchat. Pretty cool. Um, Zettergen, man, he'd be, he'd be on the depth chart this year if he's still here. He'd be starting. Didn't he uh, Didn't he catch a touchdown in the Grove Bowl? I guess yeah, he, yeah. I guess that was two years ago. He must be gone. Yeah, he, he like you said, he's got to be gone, or else he would be on the depth chart. So yeah, he must have graduated. Um, all right. Well, we talked about everything we need to talk about. I think. John, was there any other bullshit that you're? John's John's been he's been helping me like deal with not wanting to watch all my sports. He's like, hey, we're gonna watch Formula One. He's been yeah, Hamilton One. That sounds worse. That sounds worse. Um. Floyd Mayweather made two hundred million for not throwing a punch in the first round. It was that was. I watched intense. it. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, Our boy Joe, the Jack Boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Betty Jack, um, he's just a Swedish boxer. His his mom was from Nambia. I forgot. Anyway, he's a Swedish boxer. He um he moved up one Namibia. weight class to beat the shit out of this guy named Nathan Cleverly that's held a couple titles at one seventy five mm-hmm. and. As Batty Jack starts beating the shit out of him, like the uh, crowd, like on TV, he's like shouting Jack, and John just starts yelling Jack Boys <laughs> and making the Jack Boys. But should, do you remember Jack Boys? Yeah, the Jack Boys, those defensive backs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you said it. Yeah, John was getting people to yell Jack Boys at the bar, and that was <laughs> did happen, killing me. So lol. Shout out to Carlos Davis and the Jack Boys. Ken Webster. Carlos Jack Davis Boy. and the Jack Boys. Jack Boys. Boy. That's hilarious. Um, dude, that furry beat the shit out of that normie, and he threw a dirty. <laughs> did you Did you see the furry? Did you watch long enough to see the guy that came out? McDermott snapped it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the pictures coming out of it. I was watching uh, totally, le- totally legally, but uh, – It'd be Cookie Monster Hood. That was cool. I liked that. I, I think I think our players should come out of the tunnel wearing that. Dude, no, yeah. Hey, hey is Floyd Mayweather pledges allegiance to ISIS yet? After the coming out, Tim said it looked more like a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Jesse is like, he had a really weird ski mask. Yeah, no, I saw it. It was like it was like a cross between. Like Antifa and, uh, and and something I forgot what it was. Something else. Hey, was this a response to to Conor McGregor's boy comment? Was yeah. Was wait, like, Conor McGregor is a proud boy, right? Yeah, pretty sure he is. Um, no, the last thing. Did y'all see the tweet where they put the music from Tequila? Under Trump's speech, so he said Antifa. That was that was probably the greatest thing that's ever happened, uh, ever. So if you haven't seen that, I'd suggest you could probably just Google Trump tequila Antifa. I'm gonna try it real quick to make sure it works. Uh, but gosh, it's just the best video on the internet. Um, yes, it does work. So just type that, and you can get the video. 43 seconds long. That's my suggestion for the week. What do you guys got? Did I hear correctly that we were going to try to run up tempo all the time? Are we going to do that thing like, like, oh, everything's a two minute drill, up tempo, up tempo type deal? Yeah, well, we definitely have the depth for it, especially on defense. So that's brilliant. That's really smart that they're doing that. Um, totally going to work out. 
that's not going to blow up in our faces at all. Gives good narrative, like like it's the easy narrative. I remember the Buffalo Bills did it. Ooh, they blocked Art Browse being hired. Because they, the CFL oh, did. The yeah. CFL. Oh wow, wow, that's a big story. Good, good wow. for the good for the CFL. Yeah, they have more morals in the NFL. I'm surprised. Has the NFL blocked it too? Why is he not working for an NFL team? Oh man, yeah, I feel like the NFL good. would not stop it. They don't give a no. shit. Hey, as his PFT commenter always pointed out, Aaron Hernandez was never officially suspended from yeah, the NFL. Yeah, exactly. He died. I mean, got suspended. So. I really love that. Yeah, he, he goes the other. Back. You know. It's crazy. It's crazy he died. Yeah. It's easy to forget that because, you know, he's in prison and you forget what people what, are doing. Isn't, isn't, there, isn't there a CFL team with a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, connections to a certain university that a certain ex-head coach might might have to take a look at? Don't we, don't we have all these connections to Ole Miss connections oh, to Eric uh, Tillman? Eric Tillman, yeah. Yeah, in Missouri, they're back. looking for a new head coach. Yeah, or offensive coordinator, or whatever. I think it's it'll just... be if Freeze is legit in the coaching community. I think it'll be an analyst in some NFL team or something. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's not really yeah. that legit. I think he's going to go be the Yellow King team champion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carcosa is going to go move into Carcosa. Yeah, I think that he's going to get missionary work in like. Thailand. Right, right. No, I was thinking that that too as well. Yeah, he's gonna do Michigan. Oh, well no, if you ever if you guys do you guys like the office? Yeah. Like um when when Robert California convinces David Wallace to send him on like a charity trip to help out underprivileged Eastern European yeah. gymnast. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that uh that Freeze is gonna get into. The Freeze Foundation is gonna rebrand. Allegedly, knock on wood. Just kidding. All the joke, this podcast is parody. Uh, we're just kidding around out here. Uh, final thoughts, guys. Uh, you should start a second podcast. It should just be called Allegedly the Podcast. Or, you, mm. you know, or how about Allegedly a Podcast? Allegedly a Podcast. Oh, man, that'd be good. Yeah, that's like, pretty That's pretty good. Music podcast. Yeah, it's, just, it's not really a podcast. It's just songs. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah got to work on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, John, anything? Oh, we're good to go. Uh, all right football. folks well football, football. Yeah, yeah next time we talk it'll be after football what's up yeah yeah we, we think walk-ons are ruining football walk-ons are ruining football we'll talk about hmm. it later i say get rid of all scholarships make everybody a walk-on <laughs> i've got a scheme to actually abolish the NCAA. oh no we'll this is good no, this is good Hey, no, 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 real, real question, real question. What would have happened to the NCAA's model if if Bernie was the president and all college was free? The athletes just like be like, I'm already getting free college. Why would I get CTE also? Why would I get CTE? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't I, see, here's the thing. I don't think college is really that valuable. People want to make this thing about how a college education is all an athlete should want. Like, you know, people think, can get I loans think- and go to college. I think Dabo Sweeney would have allegedly certain head coaches and members of the NCAA would have put a hit on Bernie and assassinated our president. Wow. Wow. Well, now I we think. really are getting into very hot take territory. That's uh, exciting. I mean, and see, and you, and, and table, you question me calling you the Alex Jones of the old Miss beat. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm saying Alex Jones can't keep up with this heat. Oh. And we've I come mean, full there's... circle. Okay. Bye guys. Talk to you later. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.